0: In this week's episode, I am chatting with Coach Bridget Belden, and we are talking about life beyond momming. You know, that mom and how much we love motherhood, but how often as moms, we can sort of feel like we've kind of lost ourselves. And we are chatting about the work that Bridget does to help moms find who they are beyond motherhood. You know, if if you have that niggling sense of, you know, wanting a little bit more, understanding that that's okay, first and foremost, and then how do you figure out what that is? So it's a really great conversation. It's hugely important. It's something that she and I are both obviously very passionate about. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Here we go. To the Around the Campfire Podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp, and each episode I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire Podcast. Hi, Bridget, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Oh, well, thank you it. for being here. It's going to be an awesome chat, I know already. So can you start by introducing yourself, who you're a mom to, all the things? All the things. Okay, so my name is Bridget Belden,
1: and I am a mom to two adult children. So they are 20, almost 26 and almost 24, mm-hmm. a girl and a boy. And live in Orange County, California with my husband and our dog, Max, and uh, love to travel and eat good food and hang out with family and friends and I'm eager for COVID to, yeah, <laughs> quiet down a little bit more. Once again, sounds yeah. like for another little round, um, and so I can get back out there. So travel amazing. is really my big thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, amazing. I know that's one piece I really, really miss. I, I was fine for about a year and a half, and now yes. I'm like, I want to make plans to go somewhere. Yes. You yeah. know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm feeling it. So yeah. you are an empty nester, then, are you?
1: I am an empty nester. However, I do have a boomerang child. My eldest ah. came back after being in San Francisco. Uh, she moved back in the middle of last year or this year okay, uh, to kind of regroup. And she has always had a dream of moving to New York. So she came here Amazing. to save money and figure out how to make that happen. So, so yeah. good.
0: Yeah. I also have a dream of <laughs> I'm feeling that that's not in my cards. So. <laughs> not yet. You never say never, <laughs> never say never, but I feel like I will survive on travel. <laughs> yes. yes. trips will be yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what you do.
1: So I am a coach that works with moms who mm-hmm. are seeking to discover who they are beyond being a mom. And I primarily work with empty nesters, but as you and I were chatting a lot of the same challenges come up. So whether you're a mom, no matter where you are in that continuum, whether you're a mm-hmm. mom with school-age kids or with college kids, it's still that sense of losing your sense of self and identity. Mm-hmm. And how do you regain that? So I have, I started Magenta Consulting and I do coaching and I have free events and all the, all the things to support moms in their journeys.
0: Well, I think what, what we were talking about before we hit record about how moms of every age need this, because Mm -hmm. I know for me, I would rather do that work now and figure those things out now and, and not when my kids are out of the house and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, Yes. Oh, you know, like, let's, what? let's get going now. Let's figure yes. this stuff out now. Right. So while well, kids are still younger. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So what is the primary work that you do with moms? What do you help them sort of figure out, get clarity on?
1: Oh, there's so much. It, I would say probably the biggest thing is really rediscovering themselves. And I know you can relate to this, but as moms, we're kind of told and, You know, society kind of dictates and we kind of buy into this whole idea that we're not a good mom if we take time out for ourselves, Mm -hmm. that it's selfish if we take time away from our family. And as you know, what ends up happening is that moms get burnt out and you mentioned you can't fill from an empty bucket and that's absolutely correct. So I think it's not only is it not selfish to do that, it's actually mandatory to do that so that you can not only continue to give as much as you can to your family and your friends and be a better wife and mother and friend and daughter, Mm -hmm. all those roles we take on, but also so that you have a better sense of self, that you have a sense of balance and harmony, that you have a sense you don't lose that track of who you are and what you like and what you want out of life.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's it's okay to want more than motherhood, right? Like you want motherhood, Clearly we love being yes. moms, yes. but it's okay to want more as well, to be a mom and, yes, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And
0: I think that,
1: you know, we willingly give ourselves into this and pour ourselves into our family this mm-hmm. I believe, and I sense that you do too, based on what I've heard and in talking to you is just that, that doesn't, it doesn't mean to completely deplete yourself in doing so. right?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's my friend of mine has this, she, she, just, I, she blew my mind because mm-hmm. I've always talked about filling my bucket mm-hmm. and she, and I guess in my head, the way I've been visualizing that is you fill up your bucket and then it gets depleted and then you do something to fill it back up. And she's like, no, 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 you fill it up. So you are always full mm-hmm. and then you keep filling it. So everybody gets the stuff that's poured over the top. The overflow is for everyone else. So you still stay full. And that's so such a beautiful visual and a
1: beautiful way of stating it. And I think that I actually am kind of going through that myself personally right now, where I, I, I'm a pusher, you know, I not in that sense, but (laughs) I like to push, 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 do, 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 whether it's my business or whatever it is. And I've always been that way. Yeah. And that's kind of how we were taught, right? If you're going to be successful in business and, you know, you which got is a the hustle that I came from, you got to hustle. You basically have to act like a man, right? right? You have to do all the things and, 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 you know, check all the boxes and be productive. And I found that I had, I had a big launch that I spent months working on with an event, a couple of back-to-back events. And I had to do lists up the wazoo mm-hmm. and, did my events and I came out of it and was so exhausted Uh and depleted. (laughs) And what I recognized was that I was so focused. I was so uneven with my my energy that Mm -hmm. I was so focused on doing and the productivity that I forgot to take the time and give myself the space. And I don't know if you're familiar kind of with the masculine feminine Mm -hmm. energy balance, Mm -hmm. So I was really, and we need both and we all have both, but they can get out of whack. And the masculine is kind of that push, push, push the productivity. It also provides a beautiful structure for us to be able to get things done. Mm -hmm. And the feminine is more about the compassion and the Um, collaboration and the creativity and all these things and having that balance of both. And I was so far off kilter, the one direction Mm -hmm. that I almost, it it was like you said, my bucket was empty. And so I went completely the other direction to where I couldn't function for two weeks. Yeah, I couldn't do anything. And I thought there's something very wrong with this model. I cannot sustain this. It's not sustainable. And here I am. It didn't have anything to do with my kids at this point. I was there before, but in the business world, I found that. And so having you say that was absolutely what I pictured was myself. I completely drained my bucket and had to take completely check out to fill back up rather than having that sustainable energy all the way through. Well,
0: and you are preaching to the choir because at the time of this recording, we are eight days out from me having run camp, mom camp, yes. the camp. And it's a full weekend and I had an amazing person helping me, but I was giving, and it's interesting that masculine, feminine energy, because I was very much in the masculine energy, like keeping on the schedule, like, okay, everybody, I need your attention. Like now we're <laughs> going to go do this. Cause I had to keep everybody yeah. moving like 30 women and I had to keep moving through the program, right? and try and make sure I had met all the expectations and all of that. But then I also had the feminine energy because it was a group of women and there was very, there was a lot of compassion and sharing and, you know, so yes. I was ping-ponging back and forth in those two energies. And I had booked three days afterwards for recovery. Cause I know, yes. but it was literally like those three days were for sleeping and returning rentals and then nothing else. Like, yeah. you know, apart from engaging with my children as, as I yeah. needed to. Yeah. But then I found I needed another four or five days before I could actually re-enter the world. I went back to work, but I didn't do a social media post for yeah. anything. Like I couldn't even put my brain around anything yes. because yeah. I was depleted, even though it had filled me up doing it. And it was so yes. amazing. Yes. I was depleted. So yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm right there with you. It events are exhausting, even no matter how amazing they are. They're exhausting. So yeah, absolutely. All the time. Oh my goodness. Oh my (laughs) goodness. So good. So how do you help moms? What do you take them through? What sort of work do you do with them to help them figure that out? That it's okay to want more and to find themselves. Uh, well, it depends because everybody starts at a different place. Of course, and yeah. I have a six month program
1: where I do one-on-one and essentially kind of meet moms where they are. Sometimes, you know, I've had moms who have an idea of what they want to do for the, you know, what's next as their kids are getting ready to right. leave the nest. And so I support them in really walking through what that looks like and setting up a game plan and supporting them. And, you know, as a coach, a big part of it is really to shine a light on those blind spots that we don't see when we're in our head, mm-hmm. telling ourselves we can't do something. It's to say, you know what? You can do this. Mm-hmm. That's just your voice. So talking them through all the negative and limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, really kind of illustrating that. Um, so there's those moms, there's moms that have no idea what they want to do. They don't know right. which end is up. They don't know who they are or where to start. And so they just
0: feel that they've lost themselves and don't know lost what to do.
1: Yeah. And the fact that they don't know what they want to do is mm-hmm. kind of a huge red flag because they don't know what they're passionate about. They don't know what, you know, what, what, if they could do anything, they don't have a vision of what their future is or mm-hmm. what they want their future to look like. Well, it they feels
0: don't. so vast when you reach yes, that point. It's
1: overwhelming, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if I shared with you my story of how, no, I please do. Here. Yeah. That was so, going to
0: be my next question. So
1: perfect. Timing. Yeah, okay. Perfect, and we can come back to that if if you'd like. But it, uh, my program was really based on my experience that I'd been through, as well as additional training I've had mm-hmm. since then. But when I was a mom with two young kids, I, you know, as a young woman, had planned out my perfect life. I would go to a good school. I went to got a good job. I met and married my husband. We had two kids. It was a boy and a girl. Perfect. <laughs> I even had my Volvo station wagon, which I oh, literally, <laughs> literally wrote in my journal. I know I will have made it when I have my Volvo station.
0: Ah, I love it. I I have
1: this all and I'm working full time. I have a good job. And I just kept in the back of my head, there was something that just kept saying, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. Like, I love my family so much, but there was this empty hole inside. Mm -hmm. If you were to ask me what I was passionate about, I couldn't tell you. If you were to ask me what I cared about other than my family, I couldn't tell you. Mm -hmm. I was so... I had I had been such a robot on this path of achieving my perfect life that when I got there, I I had everything on my list except for the feeling. I forgot to leave, talk about the fulfillment, yeah. yeah, the fulfillment, the contentment, the joy, the you know all purpose. of that, yeah. yeah, purpose exactly. And so it was a real struggle. When I mm-hmm. say my kids are little, they were little. And so I, my husband and I went through therapy and that wasn't working. And I found that I was completely you know, distracted and in my head because I kept thinking about what is my purpose? Why am I here? There has to be something bigger for me. And I tried everything I knew how to do and nothing was working. And one night I was driving home from work I worked up in Los Angeles and i staring at red tail lights and I have quite a commute ahead of me. And all of a sudden, this thought popped into my head. I said, "If I died tomorrow, would I have regrets?" Mm. And the answer was yes. And mm-hmm. I was like, "I need to figure this out." So the next morning, I got up and before the kids did, and I just sat there. And I, I'm now I do now I call it being an inquiry, which nice. I just sat there and I thought. And I dropped down inside and I just thought, you know, what's important to me? What do I like? What do I not like? How do I want to feel? And of course, over time, those answers started to percolate and come up. And I started hearing them more because those answers are in us. Mm -hmm. We just don't give ourselves the opportunity to listen a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so over time, this picture started to form. And I realized that what I really wanted and what really inspired me were kids that had taken action in their communities to address a problem that they saw. And so I ultimately ended up founding a nonprofit called Ripple Kids. I quit my job. Um, the organization was all about empowering kids, inspiring and empowering kids to take action in their community. Amazing. And so I was able to include my kids in this because they were that age. It was for tweens. And we did events on the weekends. And for you know 10 years, that was my thing. And I had never felt that sense of purpose. I was serving a cause greater than myself. Okay. I was engaging my kids with it. I felt more alive and like yeah. I was tapping into something that some, there was a reason I was meant to be here Yeah. and it was unbelievable. And I think what I, I think when I tell that story, I like to remind moms that it doesn't have to be that big of a thing. You do not have to start <laughs> right. a new organization, but all along the way, there were these doubts that popped up in my head. It took me so long to file the paperwork. So like, who do you think you are? You're not an entrepreneur. Right. So all along the way, those, that's what I now incorporate into my, my six month program.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It's such important work and it's so easy to just get into that robot mode and just do the day in day out. You know, so many days seem the same because you have a schedule and then before you know it, you're like, wait a second. I don't actually feel super good right now. And I don't know why. And that feels wrong to say like there's guilt attached to that. Mm -hmm. So it's so much guilt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can only imagine what point the moms that come to you must be at to actually have taken action. Cause that's a big deal is to even take action, go on, I guess your website and click sign up and, you know, or reach out to you and say, I would love an exploratory call or any of those, because so many don't even get to that point. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely those moms that have this sense that something's not right and that they want more. Mm -hmm. And I think hearing somebody else say it and give voice to, you know, you were just talking about um, we were talking about before, before we started recording, but just having somebody say, this is how I feel. Yeah. And, and it's okay. And it had, I had somebody, I was so, Isolated, I was so ashamed. There was so much mm-hmm. shame attached to it because here was this life I created. Right? How could I, It wasn't that I didn't love my family, but how could I not be like completely fulfilled and satisfied? Right. Just by that life, mm-hmm. and and so I think the moms that come to me are so relieved to hear someone, and I'm sure it's the same thing mm-hmm. here as well to give voice to what the inside of their head is saying. And I think now it's a lot more vocal, vocalized, yes. you know, vocalized. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making up a new word. It's a lot more vocalized. There's a lot more conversation about it Yeah, back then. And this was almost 20 years ago. It was 20 years. Nobody ago, was, nobody was talking about yeah. it. We didn't talk about therapy. We didn't talk about, you know, my daughter still says, how can you never talk to me about therapy? I said, I didn't go to therapy. Like nobody, no. nobody talked about it. So anyway, having that ability to say. And so I always knew once I wrapped up the nonprofit and it's still there kind of on the back burner. uh, But I knew I wanted to share this story so that Mm -hmm. the moms that were out there that heard, and I have a sweet spot for the moms that were where I was with the young kids and really wondering and having those, you know, those, those feelings of so much guilt and shame.
0: So, and to be able to get through that when the kids are still young Mm -hmm. and then be an example to your kids of living a full life and being a mom, you know, like making it all work together. It's just, it's so huge. It's I'm, I mean, people that have listened for a while, and this is what happened at camp too. My biggest thing is sharing everything I can so that somebody who might be feeling alone and isolated, as you say, Mm -hmm. hears themselves reflected back. So they go, Oh my God, I'm not the only one. Yes. Right. Because there's so much power in that. Yes. To get out of your head and think, I, there's nothing wrong with me. Somebody else feels this too. I'm okay. It, and it, or it's okay to say you're not okay. Right. 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 Yeah. It's, it's such a big deal to have yeah. those common experiences. And like I know when, even when I was first mom 14 years ago, it, you didn't share when things weren't right, you know, because you were scared yeah. that it might right. mean you're not a good mom or that, right. you know, you've done something wrong or any of those yeah. things. So yeah. to be feeling like I'm not fully satisfied with the life I'm living, especially when it's such a beautiful life, right? Right it, yeah, there's shame and there's guilt and everything attached to it. So absolutely. But there shouldn't be because we are humans, right? Like would the dads ever, ever feel guilty for wanting more besides fatherhood? Like, it's
1: just, you know, and I think that's the conundrum of moms and women. I think we carry both, right. Being women who are the nurturers and the caregivers and moms who are nurturers and caregivers to these specific people in our job, is to raise our family. Yeah. And if you consider doing anything other than that, or you start questioning whether or not that fills you up, there's something wrong with you because everybody else out there seems to be okay with it. And that's what I was seeing. I was like, everybody else out there seems to be okay. And there's right. seems to-, to be, we yeah. don't know, right? We have no idea. Now I know I will never, ever, ever pass judgment on anybody, no yeah. matter what it looks like. Because you never know what's happening. I know no. that there. I had very good friends that had no idea what was going on. I couldn't even talk to them about it. Yeah,
0: you know yeah. that's how it's awful. It's so it was. true.
1: But well, I'm, I'm so, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm so grateful. Going back to what you were saying about having that experience when I was young, younger, and mm-hmm. being able. It gave me so much more life to live. Yeah, and and. That would be my message: is that it's never too early or too late to start creating the life, even if it takes just baby steps. And I'm sure that's a lot of what the work you do is: is just to start, and it starts with just listening to yourself and getting yourself. Yeah. Well,
0: the other thing to think about it: to it, it, it's bigger than yourself. And not everybody will start a nonprofit. Not everybody will, you know, start retreats for moms. Not everybody will do these things. But to think about the kids that you helped through ripple Kids, who wouldn't have been helped if you didn't take that step that was bigger than you. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, I think about the moms that are at camp or the moms that are listening to this podcast that if I wasn't, you know, doing this stuff and doing more than momming, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, that's a, aside from the full-time job that I have to have to actually, you know, sustain right. the lifestyle, <laughs> right. 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 But, you know, then they wouldn't be helped in right. the same way. And it's just, it's what you did was incredible work. And you showed your kids incredible work. You made a difference in the lives of so many, right? Like that's, that wouldn't have happened if you had stayed where you were. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I like I said, I'm so grateful. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with those moms that are no, of course not. completely filled up with their kids. Mm-hmm. And Um, because I have friends like that too, and they wanted nothing more and absolutely completely. And I love that, but it's also okay to say that's for them that that wasn't. Well, and
0: I think we're specifically in this episode, talking to those moms that have that niggling, yes, I'm not totally okay. Feeling like if you don't have that niggling feeling awesome. So good. Like I am so happy for you. Yeah. The moms that do that need to know that it's okay. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, those moms that don't have the niggling feeling, I hope they are taking care of themselves as well and practicing self-care and just, you know, they might not go out and start a nonprofit. They might not go out and, you know, build a business, but hopefully they are, are taking that time to fill up their own buckets as well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just have that quality of life. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I feel like we're on the same page for so much of this. It's yes, so good. totally. <laughs> all right. So I have some questions that I ask all of my guests. Okay. How do you define balance for yourself and for your family?
1: I'd have to say that given the conversation we had at the very beginning of this is going forward my balance mm. will look a little different than Fair. what said, yeah. you know a couple of weeks ago or even a couple of months ago but i think it is allowing myself enough time for play um, mm. for exploration for space to create And have that be okay. That it's not detracting from my business. And it's it's
0: not productive.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And finding that balance between the more of the masculine feminine. So I've
0: got both of that, you know, those elements there. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So do you make time for self-care? I believe you do, but what does self-care look like for you? So I am very much about routine in certain
1: aspects of my life. And that's how I build in my self-care. So um, for the, so that I know every single day that I go, I get up in the morning, I walk the dog, I meditate, I do my workout and then I get on with my day. And for me, it really helps me. That's that masculine side of kind of giving me that structure for sure. And ensuring that the day doesn't fly by and I'm going, Oh my God, I still haven't gotten my workout in.
0: Yeah, totally. I cannot. If I don't work out first thing in the morning before anything, I cannot work out any other time of the day. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Yeah. All right. What is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom?
1: Probably what we've been talking about. I think that it's okay and it's absolutely necessary to take a pause and drop mm. in and really listen to yourself. Because like I said, all the answers we need are inside, but we rarely allow ourselves the time to listen. That's the time or the space or the quiet or the trust to listen to
0: mm-hmm. that. That's huge. Because yeah. I think there's sometimes fear attached to that. Oh, What's it so going to say, yeah. right? <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to drown it out by being busy. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so good. So good. All right. How can our listeners connect with you?
1: I have a website and it's bridgetbelden.com. And it's, I don't know where you have it on show notes, but I I will
0: for sure. Yeah. Everything.
1: I I also have an Instagram account, which is not quite as active as I like. That's on my list for next year. (laughs) And a Facebook group, a private Facebook group called Thriving Moms Collective.
0: Nice. And
1: that's a way just for everybody. And all those links are on my website
0: awesome well I will also put them all in the show notes great thank you so good such an important conversation thank you so much for sharing your story and how you help moms because what you do is amazing
1: thank you and right back at you thank you for having me and it's a joy and I love what you do with with your camp life I think it's so needed
0: thank you all right mamas that's it for today For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.